0: Blood Talk Radio.
1: Nolton. i write the alexa williams suspense series uh the books are dead of autumn dead of summer dead of spring and dead of winter
0: hi i'm jm west i write the carlisle crime case series dying for vengeance courting doubt and darkness darkness at first light and had a dying fall featuring carlisle homicide detectives christopher snow and aaron mccoy the first four titles are all bundled together on um, Amazon, for those of you who have Kindle. And my latest mystery, Things Strangled, was just released um, in September.
1: Oh, Sunbury Press publishes our mystery and suspense novels. Uh, its mystery in print is Milford House, uh, hence the name. Today on Milford House Mysteries, we're pleased to have author J.C. Gatlin with us. We're going to chat with with J.C. about his latest book, Hangman, uh, plus his other work and his journey to becoming a mystery writer.
0: So J.C. hails from Tampa, Florida, and he enjoys regular fishing trips. He wrote a monthly news column for New Tampa Style Magazine and began pinning several mystery and suspense stories. He also maintains a blog about the art of spinning a nail-biting edge-of-your-seat mystery yarn. Coming from a large family with five brothers, oh, imagine that, J.C. <laughs> grew up in Grapevine, Texas, a small town right outside of Dallas. He moved to Tampa in 1999, and most of his stories are set in the rich landscapes of Texas and Florida. He has written three indie mystery suspense novels, His book, 21 Dares, went to number one on Amazon's top mystery suspense and top young adult charts. Also, 21 Dares was a semifinalist in the Royal Palm Awards. His newest book, Hangman, was published in April. Gatlin is a member of the um, Florida Writers Association and a board member of the Florida Writers Foundation and Hangman recently won a gold which is first place in the mystery crime category and runner up of the book of the year with the Florida Palm Literary Awards. Welcome to Milford House Mysteries,
2: JC. Thank you. I appreciate you inviting me.
1: Well, um congratulations on the awards for Hangman. And let's start there. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the book? Oh, Not a lot, uh, it's absolutely. like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it is about a Tampa news reporter who goes home to attend the funeral of an old childhood friend who apparently committed suicide. But then when she starts receiving text messages from the deceased, she realizes that the friend was murdered. And she starts looking into it. And I'm going to continue the characters uh, in a sequel and uh, start a series with them.
0: With your character? Um, the book has a paranormal aspect to it then, doesn't it? Could you elaborate a bit more on that and tell us why you chose to introduce that element into your mystery?
2: Uh, sure. It's uh, it's a light paranormal And uh, just the text messages from the deceased kind of automatically takes it in that direction. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tori, the protagonist's best friend and cameraman, is uh, all into the paranormal. And so he jumps on this, and he's more ready to accept that it's her ghost than she is, which she's a little more pragmatic and grounded than he is. And so throughout the whole book, they go back and forth. It's a little Mulder, schooly kind of action going on, of course. But they're, they go back and forth as to whether it's really paranormal or whether somebody's got her, her cell phone and is you know trying to tell them something.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, so that's part of the mystery.
2: That is, and there's a couple of mysteries in it. Obviously the murder, but somebody mm-hmm. has the phone and uh, – And then there's there's a whole kind of a subplot, too, uh, why she left her hometown and never returned and kind of broke off speaking with everybody. And it's this relationship uh, that that then she has to confront when she goes home. So not only is she confronting the death of her old friend, but kind of the demons of the past. You know, she ran away from some things, some hard things, and now she's having to deal with it. Mm Mm-hmm
1: sounds very intriguing. Um no, what I do you have do? <laughs> I have to tell you that I, I really like the cover. Um for our listeners, um you probably saw the cover when you um clicked on this podcast, but if you haven't uh, or you you know you weren't really paying attention, check out the cover. Um it it gives a really clever nod to the game Hangman. Um, and yet at the same time conve- conveys a real air of uh, suspense. Now, J.C., was the idea of the blank spaces for letters uh, to to be filled in, like in the game, was that your idea? Was that uh, a creative cover designer who came up with that?
2: That was my idea, and uh, the... The cover designer he had the idea of the A using the A in my name as the as the missing letter from the title, but uh-huh. uh, from the very beginning uh, I'd always wanted to have the missing letters in the in the Hangman title.
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's, And then uh, the chapter makes, titles uh, follow suit. Uh uh-huh. uh-huh. Oh, okay. Well, it makes mm-hmm. for a very yeah. distinctive cover. I have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it does, but it also
2: makes it difficult to find sometimes because if you just type Hangman, the book's not coming up in Amazon.
1: Oh, so you I didn't have to, even you have, to have have to you have to type man. the blank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: yeah, exactly, exactly. Either You mm-hmm. can type my name, and it pops right up. It's like the very first book that pops up. But uh, if you just type Hangman, it's not coming up.
1: Okay, well, so for, for our listeners, that. it's h mm-hmm. underline N G. M, underline, <laughs> N. So N. there are two blanks where there's A's with the, with the underline if you're searching mm-hmm. uh, online for it.
0: Well, I have read some of your book reviews on Amazon and Goodreads, and I see where they've used the hangman technique and dropped a few letters in their reviews as well. And that kind Isn't of that shows great? how I, Yeah, in that yeah, it shows how involved they were, you know, with the book. Mm-hmm. Um and you've also written several other books and a novella as well. Is each a standalone?
2: Each would one you like is to a share standalone. a little bit about those? Mhm. Oh uh, sure. Prey of Desire was the I actually wrote that when I was in college and then in two thousand fourteen I kinda of brushed it off and and self published it. And that's about a college student whose boyfriend has disappeared and she thinks that the boyfriend's left. And she starts getting poems and little gifts and things who she thinks is from the boyfriend until he turns up dead. And uh, so it's just – she's being stalked by somebody who knows her, obviously. So it's just another murder mystery. Mm -hmm. And then then I wrote Cypress Trap the, the following year. And that's about a married couple who are having problems and they go on vacation together to kind of work out some of those problems. And then the husband's past comes back to haunt them. And uh, then the uh, 21 dares, which really caught me by surprise. uh, That's about a girl turning 21 and her friends uh, plan a 21 dare surprise party for her. And of course, Mm. one of the friends in the group has an ax to grind and, murders a couple of the other kids and you don't know which one it is. And so she has to figure that out. And and it's the, it's the whole night of her 21st birthday. It uh, you know, it begins with a party and then ends with sunrise. So they have a rough time that night,
1: <laughs> but oh, i it's by
2: surprise because, uh, you know, the first two books you put out there and, and you beg everybody. Oh, please read it. Please read it. Please read it. And, mm-hmm. you know, your mom reads it and <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> and then 21 dares I put out there and, uh, I mean, it just it, it just took off somehow. It was when it made like the top fifty in Amazon. I was like, "Holy cow, what is going on here?" And uh, and then it, I mean, it just kept building and building. And and um, I had people signing up on my website to, uh, to join my newsletter. And um, you know, it was it, it went to number one on the young adult and the mystery. And um, you know, it's got like three hundred and fifty reviews on Amazon. Oh, so good. Really well. That's really good well. for you, so. yeah. <clears throat> your yeah that, 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 that's,
1: what? That's really great. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's what we're all looking for, isn't it? <laughs> that type of recognition <laughs> of your book.
2: So. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, I also noticed
0: um, that your protagonist, wait, in Hangman, and several of your mm-hmm. other lead characters, uh, are female. And I mm-hmm. often hear authors say it's hard to write characters of the opposite sex. Did you find that true? And is there a reason that you've chosen a female protagonist?
2: You know, it's an interesting question. Um, I enjoy, you know, I I, I think I, I enjoy the suspense when it has a, a, a strong female character. So whether it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer or it was Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween, you know all of those were have strong influence on me, and I think it, it's a more interesting story when, you know, when when it's a woman that is going through that and has to overcome whatever the obstacle is. You know, I, I really hadn't even thought of that. That's interesting that you brought that up. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Go ahead,
1: Sherry. I jumped ahead of you. I'm sorry. Oh no, that's all right. Um, you know, um, the one of the things that um, I thought was interesting, uh, you, you. I don't remember. Yes, Jody read that you live in Tampa, Florida, and that you're right. involved in a lot of um, author and writers' projects in Florida, but. Uh, Florida seems to be one of those states that's the home of a number of iconic mystery writers. Um, my favorite oh, since I was a kid was John D. McDonald. You know, I love mm-hmm. his Travis McGee series, but there's mm-hmm. James W. Hall, Carl Hiazon, Randy Wayne White, Edna Buchanan. I mean, I probably could go on and on. But um, Diane
2: Capri. hmm.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So are there any Florida writers that have particularly influenced or inspired you, or is that something that you deliberately think about as you're writing, that sense of place of Florida?
2: Well, Florida's always called to me. Uh, When I was in grade school, I did a a school project on Florida. Everyone was doing on Texas, and I did Florida. And then uh, in college i i came to florida and attended several writers conferences here and so it's always spoken to me for whatever reason uh steve alton who i believe lived in florida uh back in the 90s was a huge influence on me and i don't uh-huh. think he lives in florida any longer he wrote meg uh, about the giant shark that um, uh, was a prehistoric shark that comes up and uh, turns out that it's still alive and uh, they just did a big movie on it last summer with Jason Statham. That was based on his book from the 90s, a long time ago.
1: Oh, wow. you know, I, I saw the movie, but I didn't realize that it was based on that book, which I think I did read a long time ago. Yeah.
2: It was a great book, and it's a great series, and he's a great writer. And uh, so I, he was a huge influence on me. I, I read Meg and, am I'm, I'm going to be a writer. <laughs> this is what I want to do. <laughs> And he was so supportive, too. You know, you'd write to him and he'd write back, or you'd email him and he'd email back. And he's very accessible. So he's oh, a that's big influence. Nice. But yeah, definitely. Uh, Randy Wayne White and Carl Heisen, all of them. Are, I've, yeah, I read all of their books, and they're all an influence as well.
0: Yeah. And well, what, what was it that caused you to say, I want to write mysteries? How did that come about?
2: I've always been interested in mysteries. When I was in grade school, I read Encyclopedia Brown. I read all of the mm-hmm. Encyclopedia Browns and just so related to the character. And, and I would work so hard to try to figure out the mystery without having to go to the back of the book and look it up. And sometimes I got it and sometimes I didn't. But I think that was probably where it started. And, and then, I, you know, when I got a little bit older, I, of I course, read uh, Nancy Drew and uh the hardy boys and in those mysteries and and I read um oh, I forgot her name, uh Mary Higgins Clark. I enjoyed those ones too-, oh, yes. hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: yeah, she was one of my favorites too ah, she's still writing mm-hmm. i'm not
2: her daughter ah. definitely is if she's not I'm not sure if she yeah,
1: is. yeah uh, yes, uh, but I think I just read a well or it could have been an older one that I just read, um. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked a little bit about Florida, but the other part of your background was was growing up in, in Texas, and we can't get let you get away from this interview without asking about your pet lion. Uh, oh, it,
2: yeah. <laughs> you mentioned that as Akeem. a kid in
1: Texas in your bio you had a pet lion, and I just spent a month in southern Africa and saw lots and lots oh, of lions. Wow. They're beautiful creatures, um, but I can't imagine getting out of the safari vehicle and walking up to one and (laughs) having it be a pet.
2: In Denton, Texas, which was uh, a town north of us, there was a big ranch, and people could pick out a wild game animal, and they'd let it loose, and you'd go hunt it. And my best (laughs) friend, then and I put our money together, and we saved a lion cub uh, we bought him and took him to his dad's house and he, his dad had a big ranch, and uh and raised him yeah he, his name was Hakeem named after the ba- uh, basketball player and uh uh-huh. he was a, an incredible pet uh, a very protective member of the family and uh he raised with a litter of Australian shepherds and he thought he was a dog he had oh, no. no idea he was, Hawaiian. Uh, <laughs> but he, he was a He was a great, great friend and pet, and, and uh, he, I miss him terribly. Well, you know, there may be a go story there. Page. You can see all kinds of pictures of him.
1: Uh, that, that's a good story right see there. Did there be a point where he was um, dangerous to you just because of his size and his teeth and his claws, or did he always just know you and it was fine?
2: Uh, he was, he never was aggressive to us. He would be aggressive to other people, and so it's—you uh, know—he was—he was very protective. Uh, so it's not like just anybody could go in. When he got to a certain size, we'd take him to a wildlife sanctuary, and and we had a huge cage for him uh, with a swimming pool in it and a and like a treehouse for him to climb up onto. Uh, so he, he had Aww. a lot of space. I hate to having the Cage him up in the first place, but I mean, he did. He got huge, and uh-huh. uh, we'd go visit him and stuff, and then, uh, but you know, there weren't very many people to just go in the cage with him and hang out. Yeah, no, I guess <laughs> uh, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I can imagine.
1: Well, that's fascinating. Well, what's next
0: yeah. on the horizon for you? Are you going to do a book about your lion? or Are you going to keep up with the? Um, uh, the series you're on now. I know you had mentioned well, that earlier.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, the next book is another standalone mystery that I started last Christmas, and I'm just about ready to submit it. And then um, then I'm already making the notes and, and working out the structure for the sequel to Hangman. And uh, it's just going to be Hangman 2 Dead by Dawn, I think, is kind of where I'm leaning at the moment on a title. Mm. And the, uh, the we'll kind of explore RJ's past, where in the first book we go to Tori's past in her hometown. I'm thinking in the sequel, we're going to solve a mystery in his hometown and kind of meet his, mm. past and his family.
0: And what about the book you just now finished? What's the title of it?
2: That one is called you Darkness Should... Hides. Darkness
1: what?
2: Darkness Hides.
1: Hides, H-I-D-E-S, huh?
2: Correct. Right. Oh. Darkness hides. yeah,, oh. And so that one's going to be about a Florida Fish and Wildlife officer who's investigating a series of murders as this hurricane is barreling down on their small beach town. Oh, um,
1: that sounds uh, exciting.
2: Whole another standalone, um, you know, whole another standalone mystery idea.
1: Ah, oh. that's interesting because both of us. Um, I have basically written series um and I know from my standpoint every once in a while I think of you know it would be nice to branch out into a standalone and Jody I know you've thought of doing uh something other than your series as well with your next book mm-hmm. um is it a challenge to just jump from um a standalone to a uh, a series and back and forth
2: well, the series has been more challenging. My brain just doesn't think that way. And so uh, I talked to Larry about – Larry was telling me, you know, you need to have a series, and, you know, that way you can really establish the the fan base and and get those readers connected, and, and then they'll come back. Right. And, you know, those, mm-hmm. and it makes a stronger connection. So yeah. I started and this is, uh, for, for
1: our listeners, this is uh, Larry Noor, Lawrence Noor, who's a publisher at Sunbury.
2: Exactly. I'm sorry, yes, exactly. <laughs> but he was telling me you need to be thinking series-wise. So I started thinking about, well, if we continued these characters, what would be the next in line? And I actually came up with about five ideas. You know, I've got five <laughs> mysteries they could solve, and they're all rough at the moment. Uh, but I'm really uh-huh. starting to put the ideas down for the second one and, uh, you know, start start spinning some sequels there.
1: Well, that sounds great. Sounds like you're brimming with ideas. Um, <laughs> I, the I, the one thing we, we wanted to ask you, and you sort of touched on it already, you know, every author is looking for reader reviews on sites like Amazon and Goodreads. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we were going to ask, well, what have you found effective in obtaining those reviews? Um, it, it, it sounds like um, your uh 21, I'm sorry, what's the?
0: 21 dares?
1: 21 dares, yes, thank you. I was blanking on the second mm-hmm. word in that title. I mean, it sounds like that just took off almost, almost organically without you doing anything in particular except writing a book that people loved. But um, do you have any thoughts on reviews in general? And, you know, did you do something different with 21 dares that uh, is is useful for other authors to, to know about?
2: Well, I did start an email list and had been communicating back and forth was uh, you know on that email list, you know, telling people you know what I'm working on and, and stuff, and it was fairly small, but when 21 Dares came out, a lot of people purchased it from my email list, and then so it had a, you know a, a lot of sales right off that first week, and I think that that whatever Amazon's algorithms are, those sales just kind of took off. You know, it's like oh well, this one's selling and and then Amazon starts promoting it. So I think that that's what got the wheels spinning. But as far as reviews, you know, number one, you have to ask your readers, you know, if you if you read it, please go on and, and leave a review and, and be honest. You know, what did you like? What did you dislike? What do you want to see in the future? And so that mm-hmm. gets the wheel spinning there. But also Goodreads is a great place to get reviews. There's review groups where – they kind of do a round robin. So, you know, there's 10 or 15 people in the group, and you're going to read four books and write reviews. But the, those, the authors of those four books aren't going to read yours. They're going to read a, a different four in the group. So that way you're not sharing yeah. reviews. And, uh-huh. uh, and that's a really good – Goodreads has got, has got a lot of uh, opportunities to get reviews there.
1: Oh, that's a, so those are the main better.
2: two things that I do.
0: Oh, is there anything else you'd like to share with us the, or the audience listening, or like where readers can get your books or follow you on social media?
2: Sure. Well, I'm I'm all over Instagram and Facebook. I'm pretty active in both of those locations and very accessible. If you write me, I'll write you back and answer your mm-hmm. questions. Uh, of course, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, the Sunbury mm-hmm. Press website you know Mm -hmm. you can get all the books there as well give a website uh, i do jcgatlin.com okay (laughs) thank
1: you (laughs) okay well um best of luck with hangman and
2: um Uh, these
1: future books that you've got on your plate uh thank you very much for joining us jc gatlin
2: greatly appreciated the opportunity
0: well, that's good, and I hope our, hope our you know listeners can uh, tune in. And uh, it's you know coming up on Christmas. You know, you can buy some of their um, you know people on their Christmas list uh, a special book, and it's titled Hangman. If they read,
2: books, I it's you three opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, right? Yes, and a reminder to all you listeners: all our books are available on Sunbury Press's online bookstore. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other online retailers. Well, any you know, um, bookstore owner can um, you know, order them too. Um, and a special thanks to you all for listening to the Milford House Mysteries, and we hope you enjoyed our program. And our next program won't be until January of 2020, so we wish everybody a, a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year while we're on the air.
1: And in the meantime, if you have time over the holidays, you can follow us on social media. I'm on the web at www.SherryNolton.com, plus Facebook and Twitter.
0: And I'm on Facebook.com slash Carlisle Crime Cases by J.M. West. My website has all the details of all my novels, www.CarlisleCrimeCases.com, all lowercase, Thanks for joining us, J.C. Gatlin, and until next
1: time, happy holidays, everyone.